to Genesis chapter 1 tonight. I want to give you some scripture. And I want to give you my heart tonight. Hope that I can give you something that will help you. I may not get all through this message. I've been trying to preach this message for two months. And, and God is just redirecting me every, seem like, every service. And that's fine. But I, I asked the Lord before I got up here tonight. I said, God, is this what you want? And this seems to be the way the Lord's leading me. So you help me pray tonight that the Lord will speak to us and we'll get something from his word. If you found your place, let's stand for the reading of God's word tonight. In Genesis chapter 1, we're going to break right in at the first verse. The Bible says, In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. We could close the Bible up and say amen and know that he's done it all, amen. He's done every bit of it from cover to cover, from the beginning of time to the end of time. He's done it all. Can I hear from you tonight? And then he goes on to say, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved. Notice that word moved upon the face of the waters. And it just didn't happen, but God moved on it. Why? Because of verse 3, and God said. I put that in parentheses in my Bible and highlighted it. And God said, let there be light. And there was a little bitty dim light. That ain't what the Bible says. He said, let there be light and there was light. Amen. And God saw the light that it was not good. No, it's good. He saw the light and it was good. And when he saw that it was good, the Bible says he divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning was the first day. And God said, I put it in parentheses again and highlighted it. Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And, and God made, and I highlighted that one too, the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament and from the waters which were uh, above the firmament. And it was so. Verse 8. And God called. <laughs> And God called the firmament heaven and the evening and the morning were the second day. I like it didn't end there. He went on down to verse 9 and said, And God said, and I highlighted that again and put it in parentheses, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together unto the place, unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. <laughs> And it was, they ain't a dozer in the world could, could do this, amen. Only God done it. I don't care how big a dozer you got. Listen what God done. He was doing excavating long before man ever done it. In verse 10, and God called the, the dry land earth and he gathered together the waters and he called the sea and God saw that it was good. Then I went into verse 11, and look what it says here. And God said, and I highlighted that, and let the earth bring forth grass and herbs and yielding seeds and the fruit of the trees yielding fruit after its kind, whose seeds it is in itself upon the earth. And it was what? 
and the earth brought forth grass and herbs and yielding seeds after its kind and the trees yielding fruits whose seed was in itself after its kind and God saw what? That it was good. Verse 13, and the evening and the morning was the third day. Guess what I did in 14? I highlighted and put in parentheses again. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be four signs and four seasons. That's why we got four seasons because God said, let there be four seasons. Amen. In verse 15, and let them be for the lights in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth, and it was so. Let us pray. Father, I ask you right now, Lord, that you speak to us just for a few moments out of your word. God, show us what we need to know tonight, Lord, that we can help your people speak through these stammering lips. Lord, that your people will grow from your word and we'll give you the praise for it all. For we ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated tonight. Here we see in this chapter God's creation of the world and all of its inhabitants. I like when you read it, God said it, things happen. God spoke it, things moved. Amen. And when God saw his finished work, he said it was good. I'm glad when he finished his work on me and you, he looked at us and said, it's good. <laughs> we come to an old-fashioned altar and give our hearts to the Lord, and he done that finished work in us through the cross of Calvary. I'm glad he looked at me unworthy, doomed for a devil's hell, did a great work and said, it's good. <laughs> And I'm going to use that, amen, for my glory and my honor. And that's why tonight I want to preach a message when God speaks. We need to be listening when God speaks. God speaks in many ways to you and I, and we need to know when God speaks. You may say tonight, I don't know the voice of God. And when does God speak? Well, I hope through this message I can help you understand tonight how God speaks through certain things in our lives. Number one, God speaks through his word. That's how God speaks. How do I know the voice of God? You need to read his word and he'll begin to speak to your life. I don't care if you're male or female, God will speak to you through his word. And when we read the Bible, you see the phrase a lot of times, the word. And that word has two meanings. It has two Greek meanings tonight. So if you're a studier of the word and you like to keep notes, you may want to write down some things tonight that you can go back and study on and look at. And I want to give you these Greek meanings tonight. Number one, when we see the word, when you hear that called the word, that's the logos of the word. That's what the Greeks called it was the logos of the word, which means the written word of God. The Logos Word is the written Word of God. Thank God for the Logos Word, amen, that speaks to you and I and talks to us and tells us who we are, what we are, and what we should do. 
I'm glad when our brother was struggling about preaching the gospel, he didn't go and, and try to ask everybody to tell him what God was doing, but he got in the, alone with God in prayer and in his word, and God began to speak and tell him what he wanted. Is that not the truth, brother? And any man is called of God, I believe they seek him the same way they seek him through his word. The second uh, Greek word that we can see here is the rhema word, which means the living word of God, the living voice of God. That was what the second Greek word means when it talks about the word, the rhema word of God. I love this rhema word. If you'll remember how the scriptures tell us over in Hebrews 11:3, he says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen are not made of things which are, do not appear. It was by the spoken word of God is how the world was made. Have we not seen that by reading God's word? He spoke through his word and he spoke it into existence. Why? Because he's God. Because he can do it. He's God. Thank God for the rhema word of God. Amen. It has changed our lives. It has helped us to be the people that we need to be. In Romans 10, 17, the Bible says, if we'll look at it real close, he says, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the rhema, the living word of God. That's how faith comes, through the living word. Not the dead word, but the living word. So if we're going to know what's going to happen in these end times, we must know the living word of God. Tonight, I don't know uh, how you feel about this old book, but I'm telling you, it's as alive right now as it's ever been. It's probably more alive than it's ever been. I don't know how you can make the living word any more real or more alive, but it's speaking more clearly to us now than it ever has. Those that are Bible scholars, those that are students of the Bible, you're studying God's word and you see these things coming to pass. It don't take a Bible scholar to know that we're in the end moments of time. I used to say we're in the last days, you need to get ready. But I'm telling you now, we're in the last moments. You better be looking up because he's coming about any minute. If you don't believe me, turn your TV on, read your newspaper, and you'll see it unfolding right before your eyes. You say, well, you don't watch the news. That's absolutely right. Because when I watch the news, it disturbs my spirit. But when I do see the news, it reminds me of the living word of God and lets me know we're about to move out of here, amen. God's fixing to call for his people. And I'll tell you, we need to be ready to meet him because God is speaking plainly. Get ready, get ready, I'm coming. Are you ready? Church, as Christians, we need to be focused on the eastern sky. We need to be focusing that Christ is coming soon. We need to be telling our children, our grandchildren, our families, and begging them to get right with God before they die lost without the Lord. I'm telling you, he's coming soon. We see God speak, and when he speaks, number two, we see things move when God speaks. When God spoke to you, did you not move? When God speaks, do you not move? When God speaks, do you not move? We all move when God, if we'll be obedient, we'll move when God speaks. 
You say, well, I don't know if God's speaking or not. My heart's running away with me. I need to say something. I need to do something. That's God speaking, saying do something for me. Well, I'm too backwards. I'm too shy. I can't do it. They'll think I'm crazy. They'll think I'm foolish. Are you doing it for them or him? Amen. We need to do it for him. We went down to the Jubilee and one of the things I got out of our preacher's meeting down there, he said a lot of times you feel like you're preaching. Nobody's with you. Nobody's listening. He said preach to him and not them. Amen. And I find myself sometimes having to do that. People get tired. They get sleepy. They get to watching their watch. They get to yawning. I've seen more cavities than the dentist has. Amen. Sometimes. Because people get so sleepy on God. But we need to be listening because God is speaking. Amen. He's speaking to us plainly. In verse 1, the Bible says, And the earth was without form and without void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Amen. We can go down to the ocean and look at that big old ocean. First time I ever seen it, I was amazed at all that water. But the first thing I thought of, it couldn't even be there if God hadn't spoken it into existence, amen. There was a beach there. We could walk out to the edge of the ocean, put my toes in the water there. And I got to thinking, God is the one holding the water back, amen. He's the one made this beach. He's the one made the dry ground, amen. God speaks, things move, amen if we'll listen to him when he's speaking. Amen. In Mark 4, 39, the Bible says, And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. That ain't just a story. I believe that really happened. Because them old boys is about to die. And he said, Master, do you not care that we perish? And I, I, I could just humorously see the Lord going, really? I'm on board with you all. But because of your unbelief, he stepped up and said, peace be still. <laughs> just like that, it all stopped. This world is such a mess right now and sins are running rapid on every hand and wars and rumors of war and people are dying and disease all over our land and it's chaos right now. But he's about to step out and say, that's enough. And guess what? It'll all have to stop, amen. One day every knee's gonna bow, every tongue's gonna confess that he's king of kings and lord of lords, Amen. He's allowing them to have their parties now, curse his name now, be perverted now, do anything they want to now. But there's coming a day when God speaks, boom, everything will stop, amen. I'm glad to serve a mighty God, ain't you? <laughs> An almighty God, hallelujah. In Hebrews eleven seven, it says, By faith Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his house, by which condemned the world and become heirs in the righteousness which was by faith. He was warned of God. How many times have we been warned and not acted on what God wanted? How many times? 
You talk to these brothers, they've run for years and years and years, knowing what God wants. But our problem is we look at ourselves and say, I can't, I can't, I can't, I won't, I can't do it. It ain't me. Lord, I can't do it. But when we come to that place and realize I can't do it, but he can, amen. If he spoke to you, he can do the work if you'll let him do it, amen. We need to listen when God is speaking. When God speaks, he calls. That's what he does in our life. He calls us. We see it in verse 5. When God called the light day and the darkness, he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. He called them what they were. He's called us what we are. And someday when we stand before us, he's going to call us up to himself. Amen. And we'll be who we are in front of him. We won't put on a nice outfit to hide everything. We won't be hiding nothing from the Lord because he sees and knows it all. Amen. Amen. A lot of times we'll do things to hide stuff from people. We don't want them to know certain things about us and, and we'll avoid this and avoid that and try to hide out. But I'm telling you, God knows it all. He knows who we are. In 1 Peter 2.9, he says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and a peculiar people. Christians are peculiar. I'm telling you, I've dealt with a bunch of them, and they're peculiar people. You, you, you want to know why they're peculiar? Because you don't know what's going to happen next. Amen. Now, y'all don't look at me like a calf staring at a new gate. We've all been there. You don't know what's going to happen next with some people. But if we'll walk with God, we'll walk in harmony with the Lord. Why? Because he's calling us to do that. He said it pleased him for brethren to dwell together in unity. I was so pleased when we went down to the Jubilee and I could see all those people working together in harmony. It wasn't about this big preacher, this little preacher, these big singers, that low singer. It was, it was all on level ground serving the King of Kings. Just like here, we're all on level ground. There are no big eyes or little U's. God's called us as the righteousness of God. And we need to do that for the Lord. Why? Because in 2 Timothy 1.9, he said, Who hath saved us? And who hath called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given in Christ Jesus before the world began. He has called us even before the world began. He has predestinated us to be his children. Let me step out in that just a little bit right there. We are predestined to be the righteousness of God. It's not his will that any should perish, but that all should come under repentance. Why are we predestinated? Because he said, whosoever will, let them come and take of the water of life freely. Amen? It's his will that we do his will. He's calling us to do his will. He wants us to listen to him when he's speaking. But the problem is we're sitting around with our fingers in our ears and not paying attention. Amen. Church, we are in the last minutes of time. You say, I've heard that all of my life. You're going to hear it for the last time one of these times. 
And tonight could be that night. Just imagine you as a child of God that this is the last service you'll ever attend. I mean, really, think about that for just a second. You know for a fact that you know that this is the last service I'll ever attend before the Lord calls me. Would you want to stand before him and say, Lord, I'm glad I had that last service. I've done my best for you. Or would you think, man, I was really just not there that time. I was really just not into it. I was just there, but I wasn't there. Do you ever do that? I do that. We've all done that. We get so weighed down with life that we can't hear God when he's speaking. Tonight, I'm trying to help you understand that being here in the last moments of time, that God is trying to show us something. He showed us through Scripture how we can know when his coming is near. If you'll remember, he gave us warnings. He said, in the last days, perilous times would come. They would be pestilence and many things that would come up on man to cause him trouble and heartache. Have we not seen that in the last two years? Would you have ever thought that we would have been separated the way we've been in the last two years? That you would have had to social distance from your family the way you have? When you get exposed to somebody that's sick, you've got to go and coordinate yourself away from people. These are prophecies of the last times. Rumors of wars all across our nation and our world right now. There's an uprise in the east right now, and they're about to come together. We see China and Russia becoming allies and getting ready to strike. Rumors of wars. I'm telling you, it's the end times. It's the scriptures being fulfilled right before our eyes. How in the world do you know that, preacher? I'm going to try to give you some statistics tonight to help you understand how we need to listen when God speaks. Right now, I've been sharing in the last few days, Brother Ralph and Brother Winston, they've been across uh, the world and, and doing these prophecy uh, meetings and trying to talk about what's going on. And I want to give you some of those facts of the best that I know. You can do your own research and look it up. But in Abu Dhabi, United Arabic Enterprise, you can look that up on the internet and you can see that they have built three structures called the Abrahamic House. And you may say, what is that? They are building these structures, or three buildings, and they're trying to bring together Christianity, Muslims, and Jews into a one-world religion. And you may say, well, that's a fairy tale. Go to Facebook and watch what I post. The buildings are already erected. They're almost finished there in Abu Dhabi. And you can see the buildings. They're not stopping there. They're, they're already breaking ground in Germany right now to build the same structures. You can look up the Abrahamic uh, house on the internet and it is a one world religion that they're trying to bring forth. Now I'm not the smartest man about all of this, but I'll tell you what I do see through it. God is coming soon. He's getting ready to send his son. Here we see that this is also called a uh, Chrislam. That's what this religion is going to be. 
they're going to try to bring the Christianity, Jews, and Muslims together to make forth this one religion to stamp out all these other religions so that they, we can have world harmony. And it may stop this World War Three that they're talking about could come. So they've got to build this one world type of worship together to bring peace. I'm telling you, we're about to move out of here. And you need to get on there. You need to do your research. You need to look over into Revelations over in chapter 12 and verse 9 where it says Satan has come to deceive the whole world. He talks about it over there in chapter 13, verses 11 and on from there, where it talks about the Antichrist coming and being a part of that. But if you'll go back to Revelations chapter 4, I got good news for you. You ain't got to worry about all that, because that's when we're fixing to move out of here, amen. When John said, Behold, and I was before him there, and I was called up into that third heaven. I was called before him. That is a type of rapture of the church. No, you will not find the word rapture in the Bible. Don't try to find it because it ain't in there. But it's a snatching away. It's a taking away. The church is about to move out of here. Amen. Because he's not going to allow us to go all through this torment. I believe with all of my heart. That when he calls us out, that's when the seven-year tribulation period is about to start. It'll be three and a half years, peace here, and that's when the Antichrist is going to come forth. He's going to be the big answer. He's going to be the one, I believe, bring this together. They were talking about Abu Dhabi. They wondered if that would be the first place he stood. I don't know if that'll be the first place that the Antichrist will come out of or if it'll be Germany or if it'll even be over uh, somewhere else. But I'm telling you, they're getting it ready. They're setting the stage for the Antichrist right now. Jesus could return at any moment right now. When you go under there and you look up the uh, Abrahamic history, the uh, harmony of it, you'll see... It's a picture of a house, looks like with a chimney on it, and it has four signs of religion right in the house. This is talking about Chrislam, where he's going to bring it all together. And they're already in process. There's already a website. Go on your internet and pull up Chrislam, and you'll see it for yourself. It'll bring chills over your body when you read it and see what they're trying to bring together. It's a one world religion that they're after. You know what they want to do? They want one real uh, religion, one world government, one world currency, and they want all this one world. What do you think the new tower in New York City is called? It's the one world tower in New York City. You know what they should have done when the, when the terrorists come and knock down those two buildings? I wish they'd have built two right back and told them, said, you're not going to knock us down. But they had to build to set a stage for the Antichrist, that one world government. Now, I'm not a prophecy preacher, and I'll give you the best I can with it, but I'm telling you, you need to get in the book. You need to look at this right here and let God speak to you. You'll get the same research that I'm finding. Get on your Google, get on there and look it up. Look up Chrislam and see what it's all about. You'll be realizing that, you know what, we could be out of here in the next few moments. The devil is wanting to rock the church asleep. Don't pay attention to this, don't pay attention to that. 
Don't listen. It's okay. But in the beginning, God created. We believe that and know that to be the truth. They can build all the one world religions they want to build, but we need to stand on the word of God. For you and your house, you ought to make your mind up, we're going to serve the Lord. When the trying times come, we need to stand on the word. Of God. Am I preaching you the truth tonight? We need to stand on the word. We know by the scriptures that these times would come. They ain't coming, they're here, amen. And I need to warn you here tonight to get ready Get packed up. We're about to move out of here. Get excited. We're about to go to heaven. Amen. I heard somebody say, that. well, I'd like to have enough time to finish school. I'd like to have enough time to get married. I want enough time to do. I'll tell you what I want. The older I've got, all I want's heaven. Amen. <laughs> That's all I want. Yes, I want my daughter to have a good career. Yes, I want to see her get married and have children, do all that she wants to do. But you know what I'd rather see? I'd rather all of us go right now and be with the Lord, amen. That's what I'd rather see. Save her from all that heartache. Now, we can't give up. We can't just go pack our bags and close the doors and say, I'm not working no more. I'm not doing anything anymore. Jesus is coming any second. So I'm just going to sit here and watch. That's not the right attitude to have. You should work and, and, and be a witness as though he's not coming because you know he is. Amen. You need to be encouraging two people and live your life and work and do good, but you need to keep your eyes on the eastern sky. <laughs> Because as they keep building these buildings, they keep bringing this one world religion together. You're going to see it on your news. You're going to see it in your papers. You're going to see it all over the place before you know it. And you're going to have to do something about it. For me and my house, we're going to stick to the book. They can come up with all the religion they want to. I'd rather have salvation, amen. I would rather have what God has. And I'm going to listen when he speaks. This ain't the first time they've ever come up with some kind of nonsense like this. But we see it in the scripture when he told us these things would come to pass. But he said, don't be dismayed. Don't be worried. Don't, don't start biting your fingernails and chewing your toenails and all that. You just need to trust God and say, it's going to be all right. I'm secure in the Lord. I know it. And let come what it will. It's all going to be all right. But that's no excuse for us not to know. He wants us to know. So tonight, make you some notes. One other thing I want to give you, I, I forgot to tell you this. You say, how do we know that this is all happening? Well, I just found out that the Abrahamic Accord has already been signed into agreement in Washington, D.C., in, two, in 2019, and we didn't know a thing about it. They've already signed it that they're going to allow it. They allow the, they allow the atheist, the Satanist, the Buddhist. They, they say we've got to have harmony in all religions. So we've got to recognize all religions. We can't just hold back one and hold one up before the other. I'm like, what happened to our Constitution? What happened in God we trust? What happened to building this nation on God? See where we're at, church? We're right at it. If you read the book of Jude, we're right at the coming of the Lord. 
we're about to move out of here. So I want you tonight to know that God is speaking and we need to listen. Get in your Bibles this week and read. You say, that's a little scary. No, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Remember what our brother read this morning? And I read it to you too out of Isaiah 41. Fear not. Fear not, for I am with thee. He's not going to forsake us at the last moment, but he's going to carry us through. How do I know that? Because God speaks, amen. He speaks to his people.